yesterday. Right, I got my WrestleMania shirt on with some of my favorite characters from back in the day just to kind of remind me why I like wrestling. I'm Guavo Kevin. <laughs> this is Speed Jizzle's home. How strong is your love for this asshole? That ass is a thing of the past. Uh, alright. You guys can stay with my ball bag. Exposing the load's ass. But this is my cum dumpster. Is <laughs> it Faith has opened her bosom to Raven? Raven, come here. You want some titty? <laughs> do it, do it. Don't stop now. <laughs> I don't do six sides, brother. A clip of Raven and Double J going at it on the impact zone. And- you could get a uh, tram stamp of La Parca. Would you feel bad about giving it to a one-legged guy? I don't know. Like, how well do I know him? <laughs> Because he's a super nice guy. <laughs> Do we have a possible future together? <laughs> it's a spiritual advisor. In my head, I went, well, it's got to be Tatanka. And both of us thought everybody involved was going to die. I'm hurting my heart. You're scaring the shit out of me, man. <laughs> Yesterday. Today. I saw the something. <laughs> A lot of men bond in the box because they were doing titty chops to each other. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She's dead. Right? And fans are idiots. Doper and, and Jacob Warrior fucking split like a moonsault. TNA, you bitch. What a fucking moment, man. You fucking kids are ruining wrestling. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad. In association with the Shining Wizards Network, Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast presents... You're of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Today we're going to be talking about TNA Slammiversary 2005. So this is the eighth show of season five, and it marks TNA's third anniversary. Good news is after this show is done, we're two-thirds of the way done with the season. That is great news. I want to go far away from TNA. What's the exact opposite of TNA? Boxing. Boxing. <laughs> you, you, went, you went to like a completely <laughs> different arena there. Boxing. No. But, uh, yeah, we want to move on from TNA. Aren't you yeah. sick of it by now? Like, it hasn't been, I want characters. I want fun stories. I want fun stuff, man. This has not been fun stuff. Right, I got my WrestleMania shirt on with some of my favorite characters from back in the day just to kind of remind me why I like wrestling, you know. But I, too, am looking forward to covering something else, but we'll do what we can here. So in the main event tonight, we're getting a King of the Mountain match. And we also get the debut of Samoa Joe. This son of a bitch took place June 19th, 2005, live from the Impact Zone. In front of? 775. Oh, yeah. It was, it's still 775. They haven't, haven't gotten over that hump yet. <laughs> no, they haven't added any seats to the impact zone, I guess. Silly. We start off with the opening package. We get a crying baby. <laughs> that, 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 it opens with the crying baby. The first thing I wrote down is... Fuck's a baby doing? <laughs> Get the baby away from the show. Away, baby. Be gone. And the, the the guy with the voice, man, I forget his name. Do you remember it? No, it escapes me. Yeah, it escapes me too. It was a good name, though, from what I recall. Uh, guy with the voice, man, keeps on talking about, 
yesterday. <laughs> and say, he'll say something, and then again, yesterday. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if he did yesterday? Like four times. And on the fifth one, we heard, yesterday! <laughs> Full-fledged, give me some axe on that one. That would have caught me off guard. I would have appreciated that. Wouldn't it bumped you up a little bit more for the rest of the, the, the show? Instead of yesterday. Yesterday. I saw the hell coming out of something. <laughs> I would have appreciated that. Yeah. We get some highlights from TNA's history. We get the we see the stinger and the Hulkster. I didn't even know that the Hulkster was in the in the mix. There was a weird program that it was, yeah. It, not yet, not yet at this point, but they did some weird gimmick together. They also see the Outsiders, and who can forget that Randy Savage appearance at the first show? Picked up the win. You did pick up the win. So a lot of these highlights are from when they had the standard four-sided ring. Mm-hmm. I do like that we're covering a time when they have the six. Because six is better. Because different. Yeah the best thing it's the best thing about the show so far (laughs) so the six sides were around until 2010 when the hulkster came to town and reduced the sides back to four i don't do six sides brother but despite having more sides there's actually less ring area and some moves are harder to pull out because the corners are not 90 degrees oh well how about that we got don west he's rocking the silky matching maroon shirt and tie Showing a clip of Raven and Double J going at it on the impact zone, and then Double J attacks the fan and gets arrested. It's amazing. And the reason why I say it is because it's one of those fucking Nazi youth shoplifting Jif Hardy fans. He's, he's got the whole sleeve and the bandana. He's wearing the beater. So I was pumped when Jeff Jarrett started beating the hell out of that bitch. It, it looked like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. With the long hair, with the random color, fucking too many tattoos. Yeah, beat the hell out of him. But we're led to believe that Double J's in the clink right now for doing that, so he's not going to be participating tonight. He's in the clink. There's a tag team match on the pre-show where Triton, Triton, and Simon Diamond defeated the team of Sonny Siaki and Apollo. We're going to start this thing off with a six-man match. This is a one fall to the finish. You got Shark Boy, Amazing Red, Delirious, Elix Skipper, Mr. 630, and Zach Gowan. Gowan comes down. Did he? Did you think that he Willy Wonka'd his entrance? Is that what you thought? What do you mean? Well, because he's coming down. I, I want to be sensitive to his situation here. But he's, you know, he kind of gives a little limp there on his way down, right? And then he fell and, like, rolled through and popped up. Do you think that was, like, I watched that, like, four times. Because I still can't tell if he's giving us the old Willy Wonka. You remember Willy Wonka? He's walking down. His cane gets stuck in the sidewalk. The cane stops. He keeps Mm -hmm. walking. He looks back. He falls forward and rolls through. So I thought he was doing, like, a Wonka situation. I couldn't figure it out. It is a weird move. I was kind of wondering, too, like, he comes out there with the prosthetic leg, right? Yeah. Don't you keep that on? 
Well, I think uh, a Texas Tornado did. Worked out for him. I mean, you figure having two legs gives you a better balance and a better chance overall. It does. But I think for, in the case of like Zach Gowan, having the one leg is what makes him interesting. Right. I did make note of that tumble and fall. It was a, uh... yeah, I don't know if that was on purpose or not. So there's two guys in at a time here and you have to tag. You got anything on this delirious character? I hate him. Hate him, huh? I might like him less than Shocker. He's not this wild, goofy character you're looking for. He is not the wild, goofy <laughs> character I'm looking for, man. I don't. I so I've seen him a couple of times. I've seen him live before too. Uh, I don't get it. It's not something that intrigues me. And I've never watched one of his matches where after the match is like, wow. <laughs> Delirious, huh? <laughs> That's never it's never been my situation with him. No. Well, he's playing the masked uh crazy guy gimmick. It's first time I've seen him. Got those oh, wild was, wild hair extensions. I was gonna ask if this is the first experience you've had with Delirious. It is. And what what, what did you think of him? We'll have to see here, man. Alright. See how it goes. Alright, we'll see how it goes. So prime time, he's in there with Amazing Red. Locks in a lion tamer. I gotta ask you this. Is that a Santa Claus hat on Red? I don't think it was a Santa Claus. That might have been a Santa Claus hat. I don't think so, though. Uh, yeah, it's reminding me of Santa Claus. With that, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. No, I think it's just like his hair. And uh, like a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. 630 gets in there. He starts doing some of that flippy shit that he's known for. <laughs> and Red lands the first head scissor of the match, and I'm sure it won't be the last. No, oh, of course not. There'll be many more. <laughs> so, Gowan tags himself in, and would you feel bad about giving it to a one-legged guy? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how well do I know him? <laughs> <laughs> because he's a super nice guy. <laughs> Do we have a possible future together? <laughs> I don't know. Could you could you see yourself with a one legged guy? <laughs> not at not at this point in my life. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I mean, he's at a clear disadvantage, <laughs> right? He drove right around that question. <laughs> well. He is at a he's at a clear disadvantage. Would I beat the hell of a one legged man? Yeah, probably. Mm. That's what it calls for. But I think that I think Mike TNA is an asshole. Because when you listen to him on commentary, like I, I took a sharp turn, but trust me, I'll I'll bring it back. Right. Would you listen? He has such like asshole remarks. But he dresses him up like sideways, or he he says things kind of under the radar. And in this match, his comments about, you know, Mr. One-Legged are just fucking horrible. <laughs> like, he says, Gawain, once he gets in there, he goes for, a, he gets a moonsault, right? He goes for a moonsault. Now, I've never heard anybody say a two-legged moonsault, right? I've never heard that ever in my life. I've heard split-legged moonsault. 
I've never heard two-legged moonsault. So why is Mike today go, Zach Owen, with a one-legged moonsault, obviously. <laughs> Dick, the guy's an asshole. That's really the only option he has is that one-legged moonsault. Right. And then they, they even said, like, single leg drop. Of course, single leg drop. It's just a leg drop, regardless of how many legs are attached to the body. Guy was guy was pissing me off right out of the gate. We get that Tower of Doom spot, which you could have. Whenever you got this many guys in a match, you could have a Tower of Doom spot, it seems. And now, this match has transitioned into a Tornado Rules affair. That's exactly. That's why I wrote that down right after the, the Tower 2. It's like they're supposed to be taken. It breaks down, and now we're everybody. It's everybody. Go ahead, because right after that Tower of Doom, we got a pin for two. But I had no idea who the legal man was. Well, Six thirty hits a hits a nasty driver of some sort on red, and Don says he almost killed him. I got to say something about Don and TNA here. Yeah. Uh, as we'll see as this show goes on, these guys are getting like more and more animated as the season goes on. It seems. Yeah. I don't know if it's really helping things, though. No. Well, and Mike TNA at this point, too, is it's very interesting because when you're listening to him, I forget what. Do you remember the Mike Myers movie where he, the line's like, I'm having a hard time controlling the volume of my voice? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it might have been an Austin Powers gimmick. I, mean, I can't recall, but. I think it was that's, Austin Powers. That's yeah. what Mike TNA does sometimes. Like, he'll be calling the match. Everything's regular. And then it's, like, it'll be in the middle, too. Like, it'll be, it was a, a fantastic moonsault. <laughs> what the fuck's going on, Mike TNA? You're scaring the shit out of me, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Shark Boy, he is that deep sea drop neckbreaker on Delirious and gets the win. So the crowd seems pretty pleased that there was some good action in this one. However, the whole flexible rule thing. Yeah. It's crap. It's it's crap. We see Abyss. 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 In the back. With his chains, he's checking himself out in the mirror. He's got a whole flexy Lexley on it. He does a pose, and then he punches the mirror and breaks it. Do you think he knows that's bad luck? I don't... I'm not really sure who's in Abyss's uh, social circle, so it's hard to say. Perhaps nobody's ever told him it was bad luck, so how could he know? Uh, He'll be in that King of the Mountain match later on. And then we get sent back to the Duggler with the Shocker. He's looking like Conan this time around. I See, I I was thinking Ray, Filthy Animals Ray. He looks like he's wearing the the overalls. He's wearing the stocking cap, the glasses. I I thought right away, as soon as I saw him, it was the old Filthy Animals Ray. And it fucking bothered me again. How strong is your love for this asshole? For the shocker? Yeah. It's not like a passionate love or anything. Uh, okay. More like a a casual thing, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. He's got that hat and some shades and overalls. He talks about being the best luchador around. And then Alex Shelley appears. He talks about how he's got all the different styles covered. He's got a counter for everything. And then Shocker yells at Shelly in Spanish because Dougler looks bewildered. So, Shocker, he comes out first. His overalls say 
Guapo on them. Guapo. It's handsome. I know what it means. I'm, I'm Guapo Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Just I know what it, it means? Right? It. Come on. Uh, uh, he had that thousand percent bullshit the first time we saw him. Second time we saw him. I don't like that, man. He's at the. I haven't noticed the thousand percent. He's had the thousand percent. Yeah, I've even I've even mentioned it in episodes. He said, "Yeah, he's got the thousand percent every time." And I can't stand. Like, I I don't like when people are like giving a hundred ten percent. No, no, just a hundred. Settle down, cowboy. But here comes shockers. Like people say, a hundred ten percent. Nobody ever says I'm giving a thousand percent. Thousand percent. Changed my mind. Now I'm handsome. A thousand percent handsome. <laughs> it's like ten times more, man. It is like ten times more. So we hear all about that McDonald's commercial, and I tried to find the McDonald's commercial, and I couldn't find it. Think they're making up the McDonald's commercial? You would think it would be out there someplace. You right. It's as big of a deal as TNA is making it out to be. Yeah, I, I've never seen the commercial. No, I've seen the commercial. It's out there, yeah. Because when I when we when they first brought him back and TNA was all hard about the the McDonald's commercial, I searched it out. It's out there; you can find it. Because I remember then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that commercial." Oh, yeah. I yeah. tried. I tried looking for it. I couldn't find it. How hard you look? Yeah, just a YouTube search. That's. Uh, I mean, maybe put a little effort in. So here's a fun fact: TNA mentions. The Shocker headlining hundreds of shows at the Arena Mexico in Mexico City. So I saw a show there about a decade ago, and he was probably on the bill. He's probably on the bill. Is that... <laughs> How do you know? I mean, he's headlining hundreds of shows there, man. Right. I mean, maybe. Might have been on the bill. Might have been on the bill. Hey, when you were, did they do like an all-day show? It wasn't an all-day show. Well, it was It was pretty long. It was like a four- yeah. or five-hour extravaganza. Okay. And it wasn't like a four- or five-hour extravaganza because it was, you know, triple-A mania, triple-A mania, triple-mania. Maybe it's triple-mania. I don't remember. It was just a regular, like, show, right? It was Yeah, it was either triple-A or CMLL. I'm not sure which one it was. <laughs> but the action was off the charts, like oh. flying man business. Right. Well, Shelly's got the painted fingernails and the choker necklace. Gets on his knees and kisses the shocker's foot because he wants a handshake. What do you think of that? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> There's so many different things he can think of to, like, get into your opponent's head. And I'm watching this. He gets down on his hands and knees. He's like, what is he doing here? What? I'm not sure. And then he kisses his foot, and I was like, oh, shit. I don't remember seeing that before. Smart. Smart. It will get in your head. Yeah. That's for sure. So Shelly knocks Shocker to the outside and misses a splash. Shocker follows up with a big drop kick from the apron to the outside. So he goes for a moonsault. Shelly gets the knees up. And TNA tells us we'll be seeing the top five moves in TNA history in this in this broadcast. Shelly locks in a sub, and he's got him all tangled up and pulls at the Shocker's mouth. Oh, it's a beautiful submission, man. That's I think that's the best submission we've seen since uh, the Ziploc. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty like a, 
modified double wrap up of a fuck uh, Rings of Saturn type situation. Yeah, but he, he stepped over the line by pulling at the Shocker's mouth, so the ref calls for a break. And Shelly goes upstairs, gets caught with a drop kick. He follows by the Shocker, who follows it up with a suicide dive. And then the two go back and forth with a few creative roll-ups. Shocker connects with a small package, picks up the W. Throughout this entire fucking match, you could tell that Shelly was clearly the better wrestler. And I, it was it's not even, it's not close. This is just not my, this is not just me speaking my hatred of Shocker, right? I need you to know that. This is not just me shitting on him once again. Watching this match, it was clear. Alex Shelley was the far superior in-ring performer. Like, not even close. So, why do they make such a big fucking deal out of Shocker when you got a guy ten times better than Shocker right here? Is Alex Shelley in the McDonald's commercial? Well, put him in a McDonald's commercial, man. I mean, if it was even playing field, like they both had a commercial spot. Yeah. Sure, you're going with Shelly all day. What what uh, chain would you think Shelly would fit for? Maybe Chipotle. Were they that big back in 2005? I'm not sure. Yeah. Seems like a Chipotle guy to me. Yeah. I was, was going to put him as a Sonic guy. Sonic, huh? Yeah, you know, it was commercial. You put on some some roller skates. You go out there do a couple flippy guys over the uh, oh, the yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not the best, but it was just spitball and it was a decent commercial. Yeah, Shelly's only twenty one here, and he does look real good. Next up, we get the Dougler in the back. Three LK wants to know where BG's heart is. So Cone Zone wants to know where BG's loyalties at. The dog says. He's hurting his heart. <laughs> Says that this is B. Jizzle's home, and that ass is a thing of the past. <laughs> What'd you think of this? So, it was great, man. <laughs> so and it was great because it was bad. Like I want to make that part of it clear. Uh, we see these emotional promos from time to time, and the guy has to really hit it out of the park for like you to, to be like emotional, right? For it to be like, oh man, I feel for this guy. So when Road Dogs like, I'm hurting my heart. It's like, well, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm hurting my heart. All right, Do Double G, tell me more. Well, I'm hurting my heart. <laughs> Couldn't stop laughing, and, and so I, I missed something in there after because I was laughing so hard when he was hurt, hurting his heart, and, and he said, "This is pee jizzle." So I can't feel for you anymore. Like you could be hurting your heart, but when you do, you follow it up with, "This is pee jizzle." So I'm hurting my heart. But this is my cum dumpster. <laughs> not, not, not acceptable. <laughs> so after, after the dog 
declares his loyalty to the three LK. Conan says he doesn't want to accidentally get hit by a guitar again. <laughs> nice touch. So there's been some trouble since uh, since Mr. Ash showed up. Road Dog's been reluctant to give it to his former partner. And we hear the three LK theme tune. We hear like the whole thing here. Yeah. It's a pretty silly song. I will listen to that song over anything Jeff Hardy has ever released. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. I mean, it's our lucky day here that Hardy's not on the show. Pretty happy not to see him. Well, next we got Ron Killens taking on the outlaw, formerly known as Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass. So, truth, he's a former NWA champ. He, he's actually the second the second guy from DNA to win the title. He beat the inaugural champ, Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. So, this thing gets started out uh, pretty quick here. Truth connects with a head scissor and then a missile drop kick before botching a hip toss and then taking an large flow from the outlaw. Billy goes for a splash in the corner, misses by a mile. Truth goes for a big kick and misses and gets the top rope snarred straddling spots. So they're really they're really going for value with the nard spots in this one. Yeah, it's I mean so the nard, the first nard spot I think might have been an audible. The plow by, by Mr. Ass. Oh, after that the botched move. Yeah, because you could tell like as soon as the crowd seemed to be kinda into it right away, but that one bad it was a hip toss. And they just, it, I, miscommunication, and it looked really bad. And it, it seemed like that like that botch kind of just sucked the air out of the room. Like, like that move seemed to just let the air out of the all of the crowd, and they're like, oh, okay, this match sucks. And the match didn't suck, but I was, I was a little bit, I was a little bit shocked. It was like one bad move, and you could just see everybody was like, oh, fuck, fuck this. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Nards plow... Mike TNA lets us know that TNA Impact Wrestling is now available on TNAWrestling.com. So apparently that uh, Fox deal must have run out right around here sometime. It Yeah, it must have. I think for a couple of months they, they didn't have a TV show on the TV. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, TNA lets you know that you can watch it every Friday night. Live on the online. So we see a spot where these two are battling to the outside. We see a spot where the fan holds up the chair for Truth to ram Ass's face into it. It's like an ECW callback move. Outlaw regains control and goes for a nothing from the top rope. Takes a boot to the face. Outlaw hits the famous sir, but doesn't go for the pin. And TNA even calls it the famous sir. Yeah. So he signals for that million dollar dream slam and truth rolls truth rolls him up and gets the win. So second match in a row with a roll up for the win. Yeah. You can't have two roll ups for the wins, two matches in a row. That's just not uh that's just bad communication. Somebody's gotta say, Well, we're doing this, you know, you do that or whoever's if somebody's actually calling out all the finishes, then that's just it's a mistake to have two exact you could have two roll up finishes on the same card, just not back-to-back. Just not back-to-back. 
Two clean matches? Two clean matches you can always have. So I'm okay with I'm okay with I'm okay with the finish from that standpoint. So I like I like the clean finish. Do you think Ass should have came in and had a title run? I mean, sure, they could have thrown him in the King of the Mountain. He looks like watching watching this show, watch, like the, the shows that we watch with him on it. He looks like the best performer, like one B, right? Like working the crowd in the ring, everything. He seems like the the best guy there. Oh yeah, he's he's good. Mistake not to put the title on him. Did he did he never win the title? I don't believe so. Yeah, I mean that would have been a that would have been a good opportunity for ass for sure. I like that million dollar dream slam that he does. It's a nice move. Yeah. We haven't seen him slide all the way across the ring in TNA though. No, like, that's, that's what's. A... That's probably what's holding him back. Yeah, <laughs> Slides a... all the way across the ring one time. I'm sure he's he's got a, he's got a run in him. <laughs> so Don's pretty disgusted about Ass's. Uh, he gets his revenge after the bell. He wonders where the crew's at. Ass grabs the chair. Don gets out there and grabs it, and we get a new age outlaws chant. Is he going to clobber him? Outlaw gives him a free shot, and he doesn't take it. And then the cone zone comes out, hits ass. And then the, the dog refuses to give him a pound. More That's trouble poetic. with the crew. Yeah. <laughs> the dog refuses to give him the pound. I get it. <laughs> so we got like four shows left. Do you think we're going to see any sort of uh, resolution here? Or are they just going to keep dangling this? I don't think so. I think we'll just keep on getting it. I don't know. I really have no idea, and this way I suppose you could probably look it up if you wanted to, you know, look ahead. But don't look ahead, man. Take the ride. I don't remember. I, I have no... I know that... Of, no, I do remember. Eventually, they do. I don't think that we're going to see it, though. Well, the Douglars in the back with Team Canada. Bobby Roode tells Lance Hoyt to be pre- prepared to be Canadianized. And then my guy, Petey Brown, he needs some work on the mic. I like him in the ring, but he says that the only thing natural about the Naturals is that their losing streak begins tonight. That doesn't even make any sense. It's the only thing natural. Well, no, that's natural. Losing a match? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that happen naturally? Well, I mean, they're the champions, man. Okay, gotcha. No, you're probably right. It doesn't make sense. I just want to do, you know, yeah. If you're gonna shit on PD, I'm gonna lift him up. And then we, because when you lift him up, it's easy about that horse shit finish he does. So I got to shit on him. So it's kind of balancing out. Uh, I got gotcha. you. So the juggler says that the Naturals have a new spiritual advisor and asks if the load is concerned. Load says that he's worried about what Rude's gonna do to Hoyt and that he's concerned for the safety of the Naturals. The load is a very good heel. Yeah, very dislikable. Yeah. He says when you think of great generals, you think of Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini. In wrestling, you think of more. And we get a package highlighting Team Canada's exploits featuring loads of Canadian destroyers. Move of the year. So Move I wonder sucks. who that legendary uh, spiritual advisor is, man. I fucking hate that they said spiritual advisor. Because I don't know, like, so, and this is going to sound horrible, but 
I didn't remember this at all. So when they're like, it's a spiritual advisor. In my head, I went, well, it's got to be Tatanka. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's where my head went right away. It's got to be Tatanka. Yeah. Is he a uh, spiritual advisor? Is that part of his gimmick? No, no. <laughs> I felt like I thought like he's getting older now, right? Isn't within the like the Indian communities the older ones, the elders, right? So the, they got the wisdom. They're kind of the spiritual advisors. So, so Tatanka is getting older, right? So I thought, man, this would be this will be interesting to have. And plus the naturals, right? Tatanka. So were you expecting to see Tatanka? I was hoping. I kind of got my, I kind of got myself a little jazzed up. Want to see old Tonk? Well, the load he comes out there and he he yells at TNA and Don West that nobody is going to sign with the Naturals. Not even Tatanka. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Just, just, it makes sense, right? That's not like a you know a peace pipe dream. There's a lot of action early on in this one. Douglas gets PD in a interesting looking leg lock sub. They go for that natural disaster, Young intercepts his partner. And then somehow Petey ends up with Young in a rear face lock. He gets clotheslined. That was a strange spot. EY appears to injure his leg as TNA speculates that you can't trust Canadians. Petey gets in there, does that tree of woe, oh, Canada bit. Always good. Yeah, I never mind. I never mind seeing that spot. Sometimes I feel like you should mix it up. Do you got any suggestions for uh, and some variety? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could always, uh, you know, do the old legs around the posts, right? And pull them. Oh, yeah. That nut shot. And then, you know, just keep on hanging, just keep on pulling and sing, oh, Canada. Maybe that'll work. Maybe uh, gives himself a little beat, right? He racks him on the top rope, bouncing them up and down. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Canada. <laughs> I think there's other ways. He can right. incorporate some things. Yeah. So Team Canada has that cool sunset flip leg drop combo. Yeah. Lots of good uh, tag team combo moves in TNA. It's one of the bright spots. And this isn't this isn't a bad match. Like, while, while you're watching it, it's not bad. It's not like... Over the top flips. It's pretty pretty easy to follow. The only problem is, is like I'm not into it. Like watching the match, like not a bad match at all. I'm just I'm not getting into it. And I figured it's probably because of the naturals. Like the naturals don't have any character. Mm-hmm. They're they're basically the they're they're two of the almost the exact same person, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't really they're not there's no real way to set them apart from the other people on the roster. So uh, is it the naturals? Is that what it is? Is, is Are they just not, cause you're watching the match. I mean, I, I don't know if you thought it was a good match or a horseshit match, but I'm trying to figure out why, like watching a, a pretty good match. I'm not into it. Yeah. These, they were heels before Candido died, I believe. Yeah. Maybe they had a little bit more character then. I mean, they're not bad. Like you said, it was a pretty good match, but, yeah, there isn't really anything special about them. I'm, I'm guessing that's why they're they're hooking them up with that spiritual advisor. Makes sense. Right. The announce team really gets at the load in this one. Is that is that distracting for you when they're just spewing this vitriol at the load? 
like yelling on commentary? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like not like they're supposed to hate him, right? He's he's the heel, and they're supposed to also you know make us or help the viewers at home hate him. But there is like it does get to a certain point where you're like, all right, like fucking call the match. He calls him the big load of Canadian bacon. And Don says the Canadians are now going to kill Chase. Says load and they want to inflict some more punishment. And there's a few more good spots here. A couple of spots I didn't expect. But we do see that another cool combo move where Douglas finally gets the tag. But he gets caught in the sharpshooter and Young goes for that elbow drop. Chase stops it, goes for a P-bomb, gets countered into a DDT. And the Naturals hit a doomsday device combo of some sort. Yeah, it was a, it was like a, almost like a neck breaker doomsday device, but not, not so much like the one we saw when I thought, <laughs> both of us thought everybody involved was going to die when it was Lex and Buff. When they did that on Goldberg. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was similar cause it was still like a doomsday combo and a neck breaker. It was it was interesting. Didn't make me like the Naturals anymore, but it was an interesting move. And then Eric Young takes the Natural Disaster, but Petey breaks it up. He's going for that Destroyer. And then, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart shows up. Throws that megaphone in there. Naturals use it to clobber their opponents to retain the titles. Don says that Jimmy Hart outsmarted the load. I mean, it's good to see the mouth, but... yeah. I mean, all he did was come out and throw a, you know, throw a damn megaphone megaphone in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not anti Jimmy Hart. Like anytime you see Jimmy Hart, it's kind of cool. He's a fun, he's a fun guy. But at the same time, he, you're right. He just went down there and he's like, "Hey, you take this. Got it. Thanks. I'll pass it back to me. Got it. Sweet. We won." <laughs> <laughs> So Jimmy Hart is the spiritual advisor of the Naturals. Yeah, not Tatanka. No. Do you think that Tatanka would have been better though for the Naturals? Yeah. I mean, I think time will tell, but I mean, Jimmy Hart's one of the one of the best managers of all time, man. Yeah, but Tatanka really never had a chance. You think he's got what it takes? I think he's got more than what it takes. All right. Well, maybe next time there's a spiritual advisor position up for up for grabs. We'll see the send old a, send, send him a letter. Do people still send letters? I don't know. <laughs> I think I was wrapped up in like uh, the the era it was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get the Dougler. He's in the back again with Sean Waltman talking about politicking. And he's wondering how the kid came up with that final spot in the King of the Mountain. The kid says he likes to run with his homies, but he's going to be the lone wolf tonight going for that world title. Probably worst Pac interview I've ever heard. And it's it's it was annoying. And I don't know. He was a face, right? Last time we saw him. I think so. Yeah, so just a month ago, he the, that promo was more of a heel promo than 
anything else, but it was a very bad promo. He was kind of stumbling over his words. It wasn't good. Like even like coming into it, to the old Douglar asked the question. He was like, "Shane, man, I uh, well, I'm a hell of a backstage politician. Uh, used to run with the Click. You know those guys, Click, uh, Kevin Scott, uh, <laughs> and W. But I was also part of the uh, the other Click with the cross chops. <laughs> like, yeah. I, it was just, it was, it was very, it was very bad. Like he doesn't need to focus on that. He's friends with like Nash and Hall, right? He doesn't need to be, I'm a backstage politician. Right? doesn't matter right. how he got the spot. He got the spot and I'll just focus on what's important. You got to win the match. You got the title. You're in a title match. Yeah. I think he faced uh Raven in that house of fun match last mm-hmm. time. And he was, yeah, you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Samoa Joe's TNA debut. He's taking on Sanjay Dutt. So the player from the Himalaya. He's got his hands full here. Yeah. If you were, if you were to put them next to each other, you know, pick a winner. Like, okay. <laughs> not, the, not the player. Not the player. Like, no. no, and they, like, Joe is, Joe is fucking awesome. Like, I think. Joe's run through TNA is probably what most people remember him for. I mean, like, he had a great ROH run. Mm-hmm. But I think his work throughout his time in TNA is what most people point to as, like, that's Joe's best stuff. So him debuting here is pretty awesome. And right away, you can tell he, he he's fucking awesome. Like, I, I love I love Joe. But I also love the original watch- playa. Oh, yeah. He was kind of a sacrificial lamb here, though, because, like you said, yeah. you just look at the two guys, and you can, you know, unless unless the player's got something special in his pocket. Right. But so TNA says he's been watching Joe all of Joe's DVDs. Sanjay, he gets some kicks in early, gets caught in a rock bottom type throw by Joe. He wastes no time getting to work here. He drops the knees on Sanjay, ramps him into the corner with some knee strikes and something called the face wash. Do you like the face wash? Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty good. Today says that he's got the style of a UFC fighter. Is that accurate? No. So today's full of shit, huh? <laughs> yes. He's got the style of a UFC. You've watched UFC fights at my house. You've seen I am. How many of these have been d- d- jumping kicks? Flying backwards off the ropes. I don't even think they, do they have ropes? In the UFC, no, it's a cage. Right, right. Yeah. Well, he does the kicks and stuff and the chokes and submissions, so maybe that's what he's Okay. Maybe that's what he's going for, but Yeah. I mean it's not a complete squash. Sanjay does get some offense in. Knocks Joe to the outside. Does that somersault over the top to Joe, follows it up with a flurry of offense. It's a 450. Yeah. Only a two count. And then he goes back up for more. Classic mistake. This is it gets slammed down. And then Joe follows it up with some big strikes and then hits uh, something called the Muscle Buster. Real nasty looking mm-hmm. uh, maneuver. Followed by a rear naked choke. Well, Mike TNA is just losing his shit. 
Joe gets the win. Joe, <laughs> my DNA loses. Joe gets the win. Uh, pretty fun match. There was a couple of things in it that, like, while I'm watching, I was like, God, Joe is great. When he ran towards Sanjay Dutt and got him in that, like, quick power slam, mm-hmm. it looks so cool. Like, you're running at a guy, and you pick him up for the power slam. It was... That was sweet. Loved that. Uh, muscle Buster, fun move. Uh, the That's actually the move that uh, ended Tyson Kidd's career. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> so, that was can be. It, can... Was it Joe? Yep. Oh. Yep. So, it can be. obviously. Well, any move can end anybody's career at any time, but I didn't know if you knew that. That was one of those, your nuggets. I just dropped Fuck a, a, nug, a nugget, a nugget, nugget And then, uh, the, the choke like that's it reminds me so much of like taz joe's presentation here like badass dude comes in throws you around chokes you out very impressive debut for samoa joe i'm glad that he's in the mix hopefully he'll make the rest of the season a little more watchable hopefully tna talks about their uh world series tom for glory that's coming up in a couple of months he basically says you know to hell with our next month's show our World Series is coming up in two months. Right. You know. TNA sends it over to Raven. He says he'd rather be a suicide bomber than be his opponents tonight. No, he's he just would roll with these. He'd rather hug a suicide bomber. He'd rather hug a suicide bomber? Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I'd rather <laughs> hug a suicide bomber. I was like, oh, okay, that probably won't, won't end well. He says that Faith has opened her bosom to Raven. <laughs> Faint, man, I say. Oh, man, my notes are all messed up here. <laughs> the broad in the back named Faith going, Raven, come here. You want some titty? <laughs> <laughs> and Raven's like, yep. Talks about leaving his opponent's wives, widows, and their parents childless. And the coroner's reports are going to say that his opponent's expired due to the human cancer that is Raven. You can paint a picture of this guy. Yeah, I can. I love Raven, and his promos, there's, they're almost like a cross between a Jake Roberts and an Ultimate Warrior sometimes, <laughs> because he still has that like emotional like disturbance about him, mm-hmm. but then they don't make any fucking sense. So I, it's kind of like a weird cross between uh, the Snake and the Warrior. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Next up, we got Bobby Roode taking on the big man, Lance Hoyt. Lance comes out there. He's got a jersey on. You know what team that is? Nah, I didn't pick up on it. I didn't either. They really tried to sell this guy as a face to be reckoned with, and I mean, to, to be fair, he's getting quite a quite an ovation. Yeah, the, the him, fans really are into Hoyt. Yeah, they like him. They call him the big man from Big D, oh yeah. Oh yeah, so they call him uh, the big man from Big D. Does that doesn't it just mean his his pops has got a hog? You know, it's open to interpretation, I think. Okay, gotcha. So he's getting a lot of cheers. He gets the advantage early on, Hoyt does. Close lines root over the top. The load gets involved and Hoyt takes the guardrail and it's all rude as he yells USA sucks at the impact zone. That's kind of his calling card. Yeah. 
Bobby goes up, gets slammed off the top, and then Hoyt follows up with a face plant and a 10 count. But instead of counting, they say, Hoyt, 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 Hoyt. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. You like that. How will he know when he gets to 10 then? Uh, Somebody's going to have to keep track. Gotcha. Connects with a choke slam, goes for a moonsault, but Demore interferes. So Rude hits a P-bomb from the corner, but only gets a two. Canadian flag comes into play. The ref grabs it. Hoyt delivers a rock bottom type slam. And he goes for that boot that today says he's famous for. Lowe grabs his leg. As he winds up for it, then Rude connects with a lariat for the three count. As the announced team bitches about the load. So, I'll tell you this. How many dirty finishes have we had so far? This might be the first one. Actually, the last one. Two. No. no. Oh, yeah, two. Gotcha. We had the, we had the megaphone yep. last night. The me- yeah, the megaphone and now this. So, is it three to two, right? Yep. And then there was two roll-ups back-to-back. So, realistically, they're having probably their best show. <laughs> They just needed to fucking like the the match structure needed to, needed to change, or you needed to like put this roll up finish here and this dirty finish here. Like they're realistically right. having their best show. Right. I've probably enjoyed this show more than any other show that we've watched so far, and it's their cleanest show. But then this happens, right? And right away, I'm like, ah, fuck, another dirty finish. Like we're we're gonna start heading sideways now. But the bullshit afterwards makes me so happy. <laughs> like, it's not frequently I get so pumped up about the bullshit afterwards, but this is good bullshit. It's pretty good. I, you want me to take it or you want to take it? Go for it, brother. So the load gets on the mic to rub it in. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And then Bobby continues to inflict some punishment. And then Demore takes his shirt off and climbs to the top to, for a moonsault. Did not see that coming, either of those. And it didn't look bad, either. No. That, him doing his moonsault, I guarantee looks better than a shocker moonsault. It was a pretty impressive moonsault for the load. But he misses it. And then Hoyt lands a big boot. Grabs the load as he's trying to escape. And pulls his pants down, exposing (laughs) the load's ass. (laughs) Hoyt hits a chokeslam as Tanae yells. Do it. Do it. Don't stop now. Settle down there, Mike. <laughs> I, don't know if he said, I don't know if he said it like that. <laughs> you gave it like a Cinemax twist on the end. <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't stop now. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, I... do it. Do it. Don't stop now. <laughs> do it. Do it. Don't stop now. <laughs> I, I think TNA is getting some pleasure out of this, man. He's getting pleasured, huh? Yeah. All right. So Hoyt hits that moonsault on the load. The Canadians come out. Hoyt looks good in defeat. I think they they did this. Like you said, typically the bullshit sucks. Yeah. But this was actually kind of decent bullshit. Yeah, I didn't mind this. Like, this was, it It made me laugh. It, Hoyt still got a huge ovation because he, you know, he put the, the load where the load belonged. Even, you know, and you can look at... Again, winning and losing doesn't really matter. It's who gets over with the crowd. The crowd tells you who wins and loses. 
And this was worked out so well that like load or not load Hoyt is that much more like the, the fans behind him. So, and these, the fans have been like growing behind him every show we've watched. And now it seems like all of the impact zone people are, you know, Hoytsters, little Hoytsters. You think it's the tramp stamp? I'm not sure. If I had to guess, I would say no. But, you know, I'm still thinking you should get a tramp stamp. See, see what happens. I'll think about it. You could get a tramp stamp of La Parca. Like, lay it horizontal? That's an option. So yeah. that it would cover the back? Right. I, I thought more of like it looked like La Parca was coming out of your ass crack. And his oh. arms, like his arms are to each side, right? So the top of it does show a tramp stamp. All like right. like he's diving off the top rope, and the top rope is, is your ass crack. <laughs> Maybe we can have Al draw something up and see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. see what we can come up with. I like that you're not shutting it down. I like that you're open to options. <laughs> so the they've been counting down the best moments in TNA history, and uh, the announced team says that you know load getting taken away here as they sing na 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 hey 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 goodbye might be the number one moment. But let me give you a quick rundown of what they got so far. Yeah. You have to give me your take on the, on mm-hmm. the moments. Mm-hmm. Moment number five. When AJ Styles won the world title for the first time from Double J. Cool moment. Right? Cool moment. But unless you're like crowning of your inaugural champion is your number one. Right, like that—that that should be on there. So, just AJ winning it for the first time—I don't know why that would be here. I guess, but uh, yeah, number five. Number four, we got when Raven showed up a couple of years ago and won the title. That's disappointing because you're not like top moment shouldn't be just a guy showed up. Well, you're going to be uh, disappointed here with some of these other moments. I'm, I'm certain I will. Well, number three moment's actually kind of a moment. It's when Trinity hit that moonsault from the top of the cage, and when Hardy went through that table from the top of the cage from that uh, Six Eyes of Steel pay-per-view. Wait, they gave number three away to two people? Yeah, they were highlighting that, that show where everything was in the cage. Okay. The Trinity moment was pretty cool. The Jeff Hardy stuff sucked. I think that's when there was all those tables in the ring. Yeah. It was just kind of a... Well, speaking of Jeff Hardy, number two is when Jeff Hardy debuted. Uh, yeah. What a fucking moment, man. <laughs> what a great moment for everybody in TNA. Jeff fucking Hardy shows up. Awesome. Now we can party. <laughs> and it's... number one... Go ahead, give me, give me the number one. Give, give number me the number one. Number one moment was when uh, Elix did that, uh, Lock the Cage did that Hurricane Rana. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, it's a good moment. It's a good moment. The thing that I'm having a hard time with is, so, oh, voted by the fans, right? We're led to believe it's voted by the fans, yeah. Right, and fans are idiots. So... Uh, but at the same time, you, you, what you put importance on, or what the, probably what the fans are going to vote, right? 
you can you can steer them where you want to steer them. So if there's more like emphasis on your world title and your tag title and your X division title, there should be top moments from each of those divisions. Good point. So there should be an X division moment, a world heavyweight title moment. And they did have one, but it was just the first time AJ won. But there should be a moment for each one of those titles from your fans, right? And then you should have a the Elix thing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then whatever you want to do for number five. But like just a guy showing up is disappointing. Guy showed up, top time in the company's history. Yeah, three and top beyond five. that, beyond that, the two guys that they picked that showed up—that was their top moments. Fucking Doper and and Jacob Warrior. Fuck that, man. <laughs> Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad isn't your your top moments. He probably had some good ones. Goddamn right, the he did. We saw yeah. him, man. He had his moments. That sucks. What do you think of it? Of the top five? Yeah. Yeah, I think a debut shouldn't really count as a, like, you have to do something other than just show up, right? Right, yeah. So that's my take on it. Could you think of five good moments since we've been covering this thing? Oh, boy. I mean, there's been some good AJ moments for sure. I mean, like, pick one of those, like him flying... You know, flying, yeah. doing some sort of flying, man. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the AJ, you said like AJ and Abyss, right? That match at lockdown, great match, yeah. right? That'd be a moment. Yeah. Let's go that route with it. Maybe that gauntlet match. Nah, That's kind of fun. Nah, nah, nah. Shock to save you. Fuck you. All right, I hit a nerve. <laughs> Next up, we got America's Most Wanted taking on three live crew. We get a package highlighting the the feud here, and we get to hear the whole three live crew song again. Yeah. We've heard the whole song twice. And again, I'm okay with it because it's not a Jeff Hardy song. I've been seeing a lot of Terry Taylor in those packages. I know, it's disappointing. Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor. Cohen's in the back. Or, no, he's back. Yeah, he's, he's back. back. Yeah. He's back. He's on the mic. Wants to know where his dogs are at. <laughs> Road dog does his bit. And we're off. Conan starts it off with the rolling thunder. Takes his shoe off and throws it at America's Most Wanted. That's, I still, uh. I still kind of like that. You like the shoe, the shoe toss? Yeah. Did I tell you I know about this now? No. Yeah, man. I learned all about it. About the shoe toss? Yeah. Well, what do you got? Uh, so, uh, Buddy's, Buddy's uh, gal is a uh, Puerto Rican gal, right? Oh, yeah. And she's telling me, oh, yeah. She's telling, she's telling us you, the, the flip, right? You, the, the slipper, not the slipper, but like the flip flop, right? You take that off and you huck it. And that's like the total, like, FU type situation, right? Oh. And I, I, they call it a chunkla. 
The Chunkla. Yeah, Chunkla, Chunkla, Chunkla. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing in their, uh, their neck of the woods. You take your shoe off and you fuck it. Huh. So that's like uh, probably a Latin custom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've taken my shoe off and thrown it at somebody. Well, when I learned about this, we were at dinner and uh, I took my flip off and I was going to huck it. Did you? No, but I wanted to just let those bitches know I'm not playing around. Well, what happens if they catch the the shoe though? That's a good question. I you will, only got one shoe. Yeah, I'll have to follow up. All right. Well, let me know next time. I will. Both these teams have been struggling lately with trust. PG gets in there, dishes out some punishment before taking a nasty super kick to the face. So Conan does some odelays on the apron. Road Dog just getting his ass kicked on the inside. Meanwhile, Mr. Ass comes out there, and the camera doesn't get to him. <laughs> Kona goes after him, and America's Most Wanted to hit a tag team move on to BG to get the victory. Here's another shit finish. Yeah. Uh, BG's looking pretty pissed because Conan wasn't there for him. There isn't any weight to that claim because he was taking care of Mr. Ass. Right. How are you going to break up the, you know. But why is he fighting Mr. Ass? Conan? Yeah. Because he's, uh, you know, interfering in his business. But what I'm saying is, like, if, if Ass just comes down, like, well, we didn't see that part of it. If we, I don't think we saw, like, didn't Cone just jump down? Did Cone rush at Ass? Or did Ass rush at Cone? Cone goes after him. See? So. But leaving his post? Yeah, leaving his post, man. Will Smith, you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. We get a deafening New Age Outlaws chant. Yeah. And uh, Road Dog will not give Conan the fist bump. As he chooses to walk out by himself instead of with Ass or Conan. Continuing this charade for another show. Next up. Got a three-way dance for the X Division title. So you get a package here. There's some low blows and some love triangles happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder what the Dream thinks of his bimbos calling, causing these problems in the X Division. Well, we haven't seen Dream in a while, so it's hard to say. I think last time we seen him, uh, Double J's lawyers were trying to get his truck evicted out of the building. Yeah. No, he was on the last show, remember? Get your asses back here. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, elimination rules here. Two falls to the finish. That's probably the right way, right? Yes. All right. Always the right way. Uh, Trinity comes out. What, what is that exactly? Like, I wrote down nice dress. But then, right after I wrote down nice dress, I went, well, that's not really a dress. So, I put down, what, nice onesie? What is What is that? What is she wearing? Yeah, it's like a leotard type thing, but it's showing a lot of skin. Yeah, I wasn't really sure, so I figured I'd ask you. I don't know if you got any of those in your closet. I do not. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get one to hang up next to your dog's riding hog shirt. All right. Got a whole new wardrobe in the works here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It'll be nice. I'm surprised you didn't make note of uh, the other gal. Why? She came out and shook her rack, man. Well, yeah, she shook her rack. Well, she came out, and the first thing I thought when I saw her was, she's trying to be Miss Elizabeth. 
She had Elizabeth gown on. Yeah, man. She was the first lady. Right. So, no, she's trying to be the second lady. And then the other one's trying to be a lot of people's second lady, I guess. I think the first lady was dead by now. So, I mean, that's up for grabs. You think so? I think so. When is this taking place? 2005. I don't think she's gone yet. All right. Well, we'll have to do a little bit of a dive there. Yeah. Early on. So we got Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban, Michael Shane here. Early on, Angel locks in a takedown. Or he lands a takedown. He locks in a Koji clutch on to Saban. Yeah, you're right. She's dead. Ah. 2003. Yeah. So, Michael Shane breaks up this Koji clutch. Yeah. That's a rookie mistake. You let the guy submit. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Shane and Saban, they look like they're cahoots here. They're doing a tag team power bomb onto the champion. Saban hits what Don calls a backwards moonsault. (laughs) And then TNA fucking corrects him. He hits the moonsault, and TNA, he calls him a backwards moonsault. TNA corrects him and calls it a split-legged moonsault, and it wasn't even a fucking split-legged moonsault, <laughs> TNA, you bitch. He's getting worse here as the yeah, season he goes on. Lots of high-paced action. Tag team moves in this one. Saban goes for a big flying man over the top, and Daniels catches him with a knee to the midsection. I got to give it to TNA for this. I've seen a lot of like moves and reversals that I'd never seen before. Yeah. So props to them for that. Oh, you're talking about the actual company TNA. Yeah. So I talk about Mike TNA, like somehow he was, he was explaining to you all the moves that you've never seen before. Oh no, no Mike TNA. I think we're kind of establishing that he's full of shit, but yeah, I mean, Saban lands a kick to the champion and a big tornado DDT follows it up with a big drop kick. And then he hits Daniels with what TNA calls a flip dive to the outside. Well, this is kind of funny. The ladies get involved. Trinity Toss now Tracy, and Tanae says, don't say tit for tat. <laughs> well, it was funny, too, because they were doing titty chops to each other. <laughs> right? Like, they weren't like, it didn't even look like they were going for, like, the chest area, right? It looked like they were going straight for nips. Don't say tit for tat, man. Tip for tat. So Shane and Daniels, they team up to set up Trinity for a super kick. Then Saban grabs Shane, hits him with a shot. And then Daniels hits Trinity with the wings. So I think we're down to Daniels and Saban here. Yep. Daniels gets the Death Valley driver. They go back and forth for a while, and then Saban gets six consecutive headbutts. And a BME. What's it going to take, man? More. More than that? Yeah. Well, Saban goes up to the top, and his nuts take the top rope. He takes the Angel's wings, and Saban wins to retain the title. Hold on. Saban didn't win to retain the title. No, Daniels won. Daniels won to retain the title. Right. Oh, did you say Saban? Yeah, my notes are all over the place. Yeah, you said wings, which is obviously Daniels. So I was like, you you got it. What did you think of this one? Uh, I had fun in this match. This was, uh, there was maybe a little bit, 
No, I can't even say that. I, th- all in all, I think this is a very good match. It was a fun match to watch. Uh, they had the slight bimbo interaction on the outside. You see, you had your, your clean finish, right? Elimination of a three-way, which is the way that it should always be with a triangle match. So it was, it was a fun match. Got some titty chops in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next up, we get the Duggler. He's with the Alpha in the back. So he's going to destroy and dismantle everybody. Jarrett? Ask him about Jarrett, and then he stutters with the Jays for a while there. Says that's got nothing to do with the Alpha, and he calls the other guys Omega Males. And that he's going to be the king of the mountain. Is that an insult? You got to enlighten me here. Nah, I, I didn't. I couldn't figure that one out either. The only thing I could really pull away from this is that he was all over. Like, all over in this this interview. Like, I don't know if he's he's no longer the... I mean, he still dropped the pounds, but it still wasn't like... He hopped around too much. I couldn't understand if he was trying to be like a funny guy or a mental patient or an intense guy. Like, he crammed all those emotions into one promo, and it's it came out just really poor. Very poor. We got the main event coming out, man. King of the Mountain match for the NWA Heavyweight title. Mountain match. King of the Mountain. So, heading into this match, I, I wanted to know, like, okay, one, are you going to tell us what the rules are? Well, guess what? They tell us what the rules are over and over and over again. And the rules of this match are fucking stupid. You don't like that penalty box, huh? It's not the penalty box. I don't mind the penalty box. So it's kind of a reverse ladder match, but in order to be eligible to hang up the the title, you have to get a pinfall or a submission? Yes. So you don't like that, huh? And whoever you, you know, pinfalled or submitted has to go to the penalty box for two minutes. I don't like having to put the belt, hook the belt onto the... I don't like the reverse ladder match part of this. Hmm. Like, I don't mind, like, if you get a pinfall right now, you're eligible. Right? It's it's pretty muddy having to do things that way. And then you muddy it up a little bit more by adding the penalty box. But I'm still, like, I'm not completely against it. But then you now have to pin a guy so you're eligible to take a, the belt go up the ladder, and then secure the belt onto the damn the hook. You should be getting the belt down, right? Because then what you do is you, you reach up, you secure the belt around the hook. Hey, I secured it. Cool. And then what do you do? You take the fucking thing down. You don't like that part, huh? I don't like it. Well, today I apologize for the hype package, including Double J, because they didn't know that he'd be arrested and wouldn't be there. I figured he'd show up, though. Yeah, so did I. So Larry Legend put Raven in this match to replace Double J. And your main man is out there to present the title to the winner. How'd you like that, huh? Larry Legend, yeah. And I was like watching this too. I, I wanted to I wanted him to focus a little bit more on Larry Legend because well, I love him. But I wanted to see the look on his face when he's looking at all this bullshit around the ring and all these fucking gimmicks like a penalty box and I'm fucking you gotta hook the belt on to, to win it just to see if he's like you fucking kids are ruining wrestling <laughs> so the wild card here is Sean Waltman 
We got Waltman, Brown, Raven, Abyss, and AJ Styles. So Waltman, he's hanging out on top of that penalty box. Does a splash off of it to start things off, and AJ hits a hurricane runner from the ladder. Oh, man. Fuck it, you can jump right over it, though. If we can, if we can hit the rewind button here for a second. What did I miss, man? Raven. Right, he's, he comes out through the audience, and he's back to like ECW, WCW Raven. He's got no drug rug. He's got no kilt. He's got no Viking helm. He's back to leather jacket, ass kicking Raven. Man, that's a pretty big deal. The Raven that we've seen for a while has been fucking weird as shit. You prefer him this way? Yeah, man. Don't you? I kind of had a soft spot for that helmet. Oh, man, you did. As a whole, I like this this Raven better. Yeah, me too, man. So Monty Brown, there's pounces all over this thing. He hits a pounce right, right out of the gate onto Raven and gets a pin. So Raven's in the box for two minutes. Monty goes and grabs a ladder. Waltman kicks it, kicks it into his face. AJ comes flying out of nowhere with a somersault splash over the top. Raven's let out of the box into the ring while the clock is still going and the timekeeper is still counting down and he's in there delivering punishment. (laughs) They let him out about 30 seconds early. Monty then P-bombs and pins Waltman, sending him to the box. Monty's just kicking everybody's ass here. So AJ does a splash from the top of the cage that the camera guy missed. (laughs) So right after that, we had our fourth explanation of the rules of the match. <laughs> they kept on explaining the rules, which is good, right? You want your you want your viewers to know what they're watching. At the same time, if you have to explain what the rules are four times already, there's probably there's it's probably a little bit overly overly complicated. Yeah, we get that penalty box being getting congested here after Monty hits another pounce. This time onto AJ. So there's two guys in the box. Is there a better way of taking care of these guys than putting them in a box? I don't know. I sometimes think that's a great way to be taken care of. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Where do you want them to go? You want everybody to have their own box? I'm really trying to dig this match because it's kind of a cool idea, you know? You want them to be shackled? But maybe some shackles. Yeah. Get Sergeant Slaughter out there. Some handcuffs. I mean, I don't like it. The optics of having one giant red cage next to the ring doesn't look that good. I would maybe take, I maybe get multiples, right? Maybe get like two cages, put them on either side of the ring. That way it evens everything out. Because it does look, it's weird. It's just one cage off to the, while you're looking at it, it's off to the right hand side. So it is like, Optically, it's not very pleasing. But if you were to even it up, right, two cages on either side, or even one cage on either side, because how many guys are going to actually throw in the penalty box any given time? Would have been a little bit better. So there's two guys in there right now. I think that's the max yeah. of what they what they get in there. Well, it's not a big cage. No. I don't think you can fit any anybody more in there if you wanted to. Abyss. He gets pounced up in that torture rack. Raven throws a trash can at him. Breaking it up and then plunks Abyss with it. It's a really accurate throw, too. 
Looks like Siles and uh, Waltman are making an alliance in the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of men bond in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the countdown synced up right this time, so that's, that's good, I suppose. So this hits a black hole slam onto Monty for a fall. AJ hits the Styles Clash onto Raven. Just loads of action here, man. Yeah. So Waltman helps Abyss onto a table on the outside, and AJ hits a corkscrew plancha, gets a fall. Right now, everybody except for Pac is eligible to hang hang up that title and get the win. That would have been awesome if they said that going out, like, hey, Pac, by the way, you don't get to pin everybody. We saw your promo. It sucked. Abyss, he don't like being in that box. He's shaking it violently. His official's hanging onto the box, making sure he doesn't knock it over or bust it open. That's kind of a cool look. Yeah. AJ goes up the ladder and Pac hands him the title. Then instead of letting him win the match, Pac hits an X Factor from the top of the ladder to get a fall. Oh, it's anybody's game. Anybody. We get that stapler out there. They call it a staple gun. Yeah. It's a stapler. Are you sure it wasn't a staple gun? Don't you got to pull a trigger with the staple gun? That would make sense, yeah. It just looked like a regular stapler to me, but... Yeah. They were I stapling mean, nards, too. You ever get a staple through your nards? Your nard bag? Never have. <laughs> what, do you want one? No, man. What if in this no. situation they're like, hey, we have an idea. Within the confines of the match, we're going to take out a staple gun, and we want to staple your ball bag. Is that something you're going, oh, all right, you guys can staple my ball bag. It's actually going to happen, too, all right? It's not gimmicked. You're actually getting your ball bag stapled. I don't I don't want that, man. You don't want it, right, but this is a spot we really, we're passionate about. We really want to make the spot happen. I mean, what's in it for me, man? You get to have your ball bags. You get to be the guy that gets stapled. I, I'm not taking it, man. You're still collecting the check at the end of the show. Can I put a cup or a PP pad or something in the way? No, no cup, no PP pad. We need this to be authentic. It's what our fans want. Well, Don says that he just performed a vasectomy there in the middle of the ring, referring to that staple job. I guess I don't really got any plans for kids, but... Uh, right, see? But still, man, a stapler to the nards. If you're going to give me, like, a bonus on my check or something. Okay. Right? 20 bucks. 50. 50 bucks. For each staple or just unlimited staples? 50 bucks a staple. You 50 get one. a staple? I got a better idea. 10 bucks a staple. I don't like that, man. 20 bucks a staple. <laughs> You're just really set on me getting the staple to large, aren't you? <laughs> I was thinking if it's 20 bucks a staple and I'm the booker in the back, I'm like, yeah, give him a metal sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, back to the action here. TNA doesn't realize that Waltman got the pin on AJ and he was wondering why he was climbing up the ladder with the belt. So AJ goes after him. Abyss tips the thing over, sending him to the outside. Then Abyss begins to climb and gets pounced through the table. Real nice spot. 
Raven hits the even flow on Monty and fights off Abyss. Hangs up the title. We got a new world champion in King of the Mountain. It's Raven. The crowd likes him. Yeah. So. I'm I'm okay with this. Like, I like that they put the belt on Raven. The thing that's disappointing is, like, when AJ won it, they had, like, fucking confetti falling from the sky, and everybody was happy and, you know, high-fiving. And Raven wins it. They're like, oh, there's a bloody Raven. It's in the corner again. Why doesn't he get any fucking fanfare? He's kind of a bad dude, right? Not really. I mean, maybe. Ish. I think he's playing a heel, but uh, you think he should have gotten some confetti? That would have been fair. Well, maybe that would turn his life around, right? Maybe you give him some confetti. Right. Right. Showed him some love, right? He's like a... He's like an, an abandoned puppy. You gotta show him some love. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. We got show number eight in the books. What do we got coming up? Uh, well, first of all, is this the best show that they've put on so far? Very good chance. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Keep giving me the clean finishes. Maybe take a little bit easier on the main events with the, the fucking craziness of all the rules and all that kind of stuff, but... This is uh this was the best one so far. Next up is No Surrender. No retreat, no surrender. <laughs> uh looks like on the pre-show, Jarrell Clark and Shocker faced off, so no shocker. You're pretty happy about that, I suppose. Yes, I am. Uh Alex Shelley and Michael Shane are taking on America's Most Wanted. Uh looks like Shark Boy, Mikey Bats, Elix Skipper, and Sanjay Dutt are in a four-way match to qualify for the 2005 TNA Super X Cup Tournament. Why are they having qualifying matches? On, uh, we'll talk about it next time. Uh, we got uh, Sonny Siaki and Apollo against David Young and Simon Diamond. Chris Saban and Samoa Joe. We got uh, Team Canada. That's Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and uh, A1. are taking on The Naturals with Chase Stevens, Andy Douglas, and Lance Hoyt. Six-man action. Uh, suppose the spiritual advisor will be there. That's what they tell me. Uh, we got, uh, where are we here? 3LK. It's uh, Conan and Killings are taking on Monty Brown and Pounce in a street fight. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got Pac versus AJ Styles. That should be pretty good. P.D. Williams and Christopher Daniels for the X Division Championship. P.D. finally gets his just desserts. I hope uh, P.D. flips right into a dumpster. As long as he gets the win, man. He's not getting the win. Ooh, the main event is a dog collar match. You think it's an actual dog collar match? I'm not sure yet. (laughs) (laughs) We've been misled before. It says dog collar match. And it is going to be Abyss and Raven. Didn't we see them fight already? And wasn't that good? Or am I misre- misremembering that? Last time Raven had Waltman, the time before that he had Hardy. So maybe a few shows ago, I'm not sure. Monster's Ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him. With him and the, uh, the Alpha. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's a little bit better than Monster's Ball. Yeah, ain't no surrender.
Well, I guess I'll just try to stay after this to be for the rest of the run. We got four more to go, and then we'll be looking for it. Get the fuck out of TNA. That's it for that's it for me and Boot Bags. That's good. Something. Something.